tuned in to Word of Mom Radio here on the Word of Mom Media Network. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Village Vision Podcast, where community, collaboration, and care converge. I'm Dr. Crystal Morrison, and I'm honored to be your host on this incredible journey. As a firm believer in the power of a united village, I'm thrilled to bring you inspiring stories, research, and projects that break down barriers in child and family care. Through heartfelt conversations with experts, advocates, and those with lived experiences, we'll showcase the transformative impact of collective support. So join me on the Village Vision podcast as we explore the remarkable collaborations that lead to better outcomes, foster a sense of community, and inspire action to improve care for ourselves and everyone around us. On today's episode, I'm here with Jeanette Paxia. Jeanette is an international best-selling author, speaker, and coach. She's also a mom and founder of InnerSuperhero.org and co-author with me of an upcoming book called Superheroes on the Spectrum. Welcome, Jeanette. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here. (laughs) Me too, of course. We've had so many conversations and clearly we have a ton in common, so it's really exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting. (laughs) It's so so great to meet people who have things in common with you and understand where you've been and what you're going through. Yeah, absolutely. And sort of like soul sisters across the, uh, these United States. So I want to talk about your current work because it's amazing. But before we go into your current work, you know, almost everybody has some story, some personal relationship or experiences that have impacted the work that we're doing today. So I really want you to share with listeners the why behind your work. So you can, can you share your personal story with us? I can. Of course, I have many, many stories and many things have happened to me in my life. And as I reflect back, I realize they did happen for a reason. So I spent many, many years being bullied from that experience experience at that time, I would have done anything to change it. Mm-hmm. But now as I look back, I realize it created the person I am now and the work that I do, which is helping others get through that, whether they're children or adults. I actually was bullied for years as a child and then later in work as an adult. Mm-hmm. When I was going through the bullying and as I reflected back, I spent every single day crying and begging my parents not to send me to school. And it's hard to focus on education and learning when you're focusing on survival and trying to get through just every day at school. So I'm here to help others avoid that. That's so true. It's so incredibly hard. And I think the thing that we forget is when we think about bullying, we tend to think about kids bullying each other. But as you mentioned, you've been bullied in your adult life as a professional. And that's a huge issue too. It happens more than you think. And I think when it happens to you, especially if you were bullied previously as a child, it brings back those same feelings and you feel like a child again. And here you are going through this in a place where they're adults. They know better than to bully each other. And when I went through it again, I already had the tools in place to work and deal with it, but I still would come home to my husband and be like, I don't understand. Why is this happening to me? But as I look back now, I realize it it happened for a reason, as hard as it was at both times. Of course, of course. So let's transition and talk a little bit about the work that you're doing today. Your work is, of course, about anti-bullying. You have the innersuperhero.org and then 
you know, we're working on this book, Superheroes on the Spectrum. So share with us more about your work today and how that all fits together. So my work today is focused on anti-bullying mostly, and that is just what I call building a solid foundation for success for children, teaching them to connect to what I call your inner superhero, which is your self-confidence. In addition, as I was doing that, adults would come to me and say, you know what, I've learned a lot about myself, and I came here to learn from my child and help my child. And so I realized that as adults, too, we have those cracks in our foundation, which I say that I help adults work through the cracks in their foundation and find beauty in those stories in the past. So from my experience as a child and as an adult, I've created a program to help people avoid being bullied because really it, what it comes down to, whether you're a bully or you're being bullied, is self-confidence and self-love and how you feel about yourself in general. So if I can help people build self-confidence, then I can help them avoid being bullied or know how to deal with it when it comes about, whether you're talking about yourself as a child, whether you're talking about yourself as an adult, or whether you're an adult who works with children. It's important to know how to arm yourself with the tools so that you can avoid it. Absolutely. And, you know, Jeanette, one of the things that you and I have in common, one of the many things is that we have adult funds that are uh, on the autism spectrum and, as you very well know, there's different types of challenges that people who are neurodiverse face, and, and one of those is bullying. And so talk to us a little bit about your experience as a mom and, you know, the work that you're doing and also how it relates to the anti-bullying work. As a mom, I went through a lot. Jacob, my son, which we both have Jacobs, is uh, 22, and it was a time when we didn't really know how to work with children diagnosed on the spectrum. And of course, it's gone through different changes and names and everything. Mm -hmm. But at the time, he was diagnosed with Asperger's. And for me, as a mom, it's easier for me to stand up for my children anytime than it is for me to stand up for myself. And I was like a bulldog going through the school and just advocating for him. And I think that resilience to advocate for him created a person who will continue to always fight for and help those who have different challenges. I, you know, I call them special abilities, not disabilities, but getting through all of that. And then when I was doing that and, and working with him and working with the teachers and trying to figure out how to best help him, I was in a store and I know you've heard this story and he was throwing a fit because as a child with this diagnosis, he sometimes would do that. He would throw fists and sores. And here's this child who was fairly large, tall, bigger than me, throwing mm -hmm. a fit in a store. And this lady came up to me and said, you need to beat your child. And that created someone who then is going to definitely stand up for these, these children and adults and do what she can to bring awareness around people with special abilities and what you can do and what our challenges are. And that's how um, Superheroes on the Spectrum came about. It's been years and years that I've been thinking about it, but was waiting for the right time. And I think now's the right time. So you couple a mom who has this fighting spirit for her child with a person who speaks and coaches people on anti-bullying and, and, you know, I'm really a force to be reckoned with in this area because I am passionate about helping people mm -hmm. and passionate about getting through these barriers for them and with them. Yeah. You know, you were a topic talking about how sometimes you're a stronger advocate for your children than you have maybe historically been for yourself. And I know 
that's certainly been the case for me. You know, I have not felt like I've been very confident at most of the time in my life and I've gotten better the older I got, I've gotten in terms of self-confidence, but I can go straight mama bear when it comes to my kiddos in yeah. like a scary way sometimes. And that's okay. <laughs> but, that's what we're here for, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what we're here for. But, you know, a similar story to yours, which I, I know you've heard is, you know, my son was having an absolute meltdown, overstimulated, overtired when we were with family when he was a toddler. And it was very much, you just need to spank him. You just need to be a stronger parent, you know, and this is your I, fault. This is your <laughs> fault, right? You know, if yeah. you were a stronger, better parent, he wouldn't act like that. And, you know, I knew intuitively that that wasn't true, but it was still very hard as an, as a, you know, a young parent. And, you know, I just knew intuitively though that there was a lot more to it and that just spanking him was never going to solve anything. You know, we could talk all day about <laughs> those stories, I know. You know, you've had as as a child with bullying, but also as a mom and on your journey coaching, there's probably been a lot of different people in your life that have been part of your support system, your village, right? Who are some of the people that come to mind? And you don't have to name names, but just maybe the roles in your life that were have been a huge part of your village at different times. I would say definitely my mother. I mean, mm -hmm. she's been gone for 13 years. Boy, that lady would do anything for her children and her grandchildren mm -hmm. and just love them all unconditionally. And I feel bad that my youngest son was one when she passed, so he didn't get that opportunity to uh, really spend time with her. And then I would have to say I couldn't do what I do or have supported Jacob without some of the teachers and counselors in his life. And one sure. of them, uh, Mr. D, uh, excellent, excellent counselor, teacher who spent years with Jacob. And what teachers would always say about him is, you know, he may be big and strong and, you know, fight and do things, but he had the biggest heart in the world. And, you know, I thank Mr. D for years for standing by him. And I don't think that teachers and counselors get the recognition that they need, especially when you have Jacob went to alternative schools for years. He did end up in a traditional high school mm -hmm. for the last couple of years of his life. But, you know, he couldn't have done it all those years without a, without those teachers. And I think we do not have the gratitude we should for teachers and counselors, what they go through every day, especially the ones who work with kids in alternate schools and, you mm -hmm. know, other types of education. They have challenges all day, every day mm -hmm. that other teachers may not have. So those are the two people I would say the most, and also my ex-mother-in-law, she's always been there for my kids and always mm -hmm. been an advocate. Her son, my ex-brother-in-law, has a diagnosis of cerebral palsy, and she's always been wow. an advocate for him and taught me a lot about advocating for your children. And mm -hmm. she, she even, one point, they had, they were going into a restaurant that didn't have a ramp, mm -hmm. and she carried him up the stairs to make a point and that they needed a ramp for people with wheelchairs. Yeah. And I mean, I learned a lot from her too. So there's a lot of people in my life that have been there through raising my children. And I probably have missed a couple and I apologize to those that I've missed, but there's been a lot of people who've stood by me. And you know, it's so interesting as you take the stock of the different people that have been your support system over the years. And my oldest son's case, 
there were definitely some teachers that early on, despite the explosions and challenges that we we were facing, they could see this just gifted, bright, compassionate child in there, even yeah. through some of the the nastiest of meltdowns. And that carried through school for him. And and fortunately, some of those teachers had a hand and and recommending one of the magnet programs here for him, which was just a perfect fit. It's not to say again that we didn't have a lot of challenges, but there were some educational advocates early on for him that like me could see, could see clearly that that bright, amazing child and and also supported me in my advocacy. And then another, you know, another person that you know, he did rock climbing in elementary school and the coach was just amazing. It was a phenomenal program for him. A coach, a coach was part of his village. So it's really pretty, pretty cool. The different types of people that come in and are out of our lives that make such a huge impact. Absolutely um, huge impact. I mean, I, I hope that all those that work with children understand how grateful the parents are, especially with children with unique abilities and special abilities. It's quite a different ball game at that point. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that intersection of community education and health, because you're doing such, you know, great work at the intersection between education and community and health. And what are some, some nuggets that you've seen when like people really get that impact? Some nuggets that I've seen. Yeah, like wow moments when people really understand the impact of taking back themselves and advocating for themselves and, and their change in outlook on their life. You just become a happier, better person overall. And then you're always better with other people is what I'm trying to mm-hmm. say. Because once you figure it out and you find out, it's like a weight is lifted off of you, right? So you're going to be just over overall happier in what you're doing and how you're working with others. And I think it's going to show in you. I mean, when you're sitting there trying to figure something out and you just know like your intuition that there's something off or there's someone's wrong, they're saying that your thinking is wrong. And you really then figure out that, no, that was not correct. I was right. My intuition was right. It's going to just be overall like a whole weight has been lifted off of you. Mm-hmm. Go with your gut is strong. (laughs) Intuition as a parent, as a teacher, always follow your intuition. I think as I was advocating, that intuition just carried me through because I knew that what I was saying was right. And that's been with both my children over the, Mm -hmm. over the years. It's like, you know, I had a doctor tell me to stop looking at my child, my youngest child, because he had two different size eyes. And I kept saying it was incorrect. And she told me to just stop staring at my baby. And I was like, no, this is not correct. This is not correct. And later on, we found out I was right and she was incorrect. So I think that too, following your intuition is very important as a parent, as a person in general. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So as we wrap up today, you know, I often ask, you know, is there an ask or things you want listeners to know, or even a call to action that you want to leave listeners with. So for you, what what's that that you would like to leave people with today? I think one of the most important things in life, no matter what you're doing, whether you're talking to your children, you're talking to your significant other, or working with schools and teachers in general, is learning how to communicate effectively and using that communication to help your children 
figure out a way out of situations too with you. So you're figuring out together. And so I have a guide on how to create open communication. It says it's to create open communication with your children, but I really believe it can be used for anyone to learn how to create open communication and help your children in the journey of figuring out how to get through challenges. And it's absolutely free and it's at innersuperheroes.me. Okay, great. And for the listeners, we'll have all of those contacts in the show notes. So you'll be able to find not only that guide, but also all of Jeanette's social media channels and information on how to contact Jeanette. So look for that in the show notes and accompanying resources. Jeanette, it's been awesome having you today. Thank you so much for joining the Village Vision podcast. I'm so grateful that we've become friends and you've shared your story and experience with all of us. Thank you so much. I am too very grateful for this partnership, this friendship. As you said, as sisters across the United States, it's amazing (laughs) with technology how we can connect. So thank you also. You're welcome. And how we can connect, and and just as Jeanette and I have found out that we have so much in common, you know, that's the great thing about building relationships with people is ultimately we have a lot more in common that we have differences and, you know, really encourage people to see that as opposed to the differences that we tend to get a lot more focused on. But at any rate, again, you'll find all of Jeanette's information in the show notes and resources. And thank you for joining us on this episode of the Village Vision Podcast. I hope that you found inspiration and valuable insights from our conversation today. Now, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, leave a review, share. But thank you. Thank you for being a part of the Village Vision Podcast here on Word of Mom Radio. Take care and let's keep shining a light on the power of community, collaboration, and care. Thank you. She is sure, she is sure, she is sure.